Everybody, welcome back. This is Food for Thought Thoughts If It Were You, and I'm your host, Neo Gentrix. It's great to have been back. It's great to make these episodes again like I used to and cover all sorts of weird or interesting things, whether educational or otherwise, as is the point of this podcast in the first place. Now, last time we covered the dark truth behind Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty's story, and I have to say that was pretty gruesome. And it only kept getting worse. With the moral of the story being what it was, it wasn't exactly the best type of childhood story. And in retrospect, it kind of lets you know just how monotonous Disney and other company are on making the story as sweet-sounding as they can to cover up the dark facts of the original book. Not every story has a happy ending. Not every story is supposed to have a happy ending. This is a mitigated aspect of society that everything must have a happy ending where the princess ha- survives or, you know, is saved by her handsome prince isn't always the case. Most often than not, most of the cases are that the handsome prince saving her is the one that actually put her in the situation she's in in the first place. Or the so-called bad guy actually isn't the bad guy. Like in Sleeping Beauty's case, Maleficent wasn't the bad guy. She was the wife of the king that put Sleeping Beauty in the position she's in after she ended up in the coma-like sleep state she's in from her own doing. So, today we're going to go ahead and cover Pinocchio. And, And like most stories written by Disney, this too has also been changed to make it more kid friendly to a point. And they're not the only ones that have done this. Stick around for this episode if you want to hear the true story behind Pinocchio and what it was actually about after we take this short break. Alright, and we're back. Let's go ahead and begin this little meddling piece. So, as you probably already knew, Disney has a habit of taking dark, twisted children's fairy tales and turning them into sickeningly sweet, happy ever afters. Take Sleeping Beauty, for example. It's based on a story where a married king finds a girl asleep, can't wake her, so rapes her instead. That's the original version of that story. Well... In 1940, the version of Pinocchio is no exception. The movie is based on a story that appears as a serial in a newspaper uh, called The Adventures of Pinocchio. It was actually written in 1881 and 1882 by uh, Carlo Collodi. Collodi? Collodi. Leave the pronunciation up to you. Jiminy Cricket appears as the talking cricket in the book and does not play as prominent a role. You know. 
he actually first appears in chapter 4, in which the truism that children do not like to have in their behavioral corrected by people uh, who know much more than they do is illustrated. Uh, a propose, okay, when talking, when the talking cricket tells Pinocchio to go back home. And it basically goes something like this from the book. At these last words, Pinocchio jumped up in a fury, took a hammer from the bench, and threw it with all his strength at the talking cricket. Perhaps he did not think he would strike it, but sad to relate, my dear children, he did hit the cricket straight on the head. Alas, weak cree cree cree, the poor cricket fell from the wall dead. That's right, folks. Pinocchio killed Jiminy Cricket. Okay, now, you might be happy to know that Pinocchio did learn his lesson quite soon after that, or so it seemed. While he didn't seem to feel bad about killing the cricket, in fact, he actually later, later tells Geppetto it was his own fault, for I didn't want to kill him, he did seem to regret not talking, uh, taking the cricket's advice as he... Um, runs into more and more trouble repeatedly afterward. You know, at last, Karma catches up with Pinocchio and he gets his feet burned off. I think that part is actually still in the movie. But you'd have to go back and check yourself. So, as he no longer had any strength left with uh, which to stand, he sat down on a little stool and put his two feet on the stove to dry them. There he fell asleep. While he slept, his wooden feet began to burn. Slowly, very slowly, they blackened and turned to ash. That's the line from the original, you know, story. In other words, he got his feet wet, and he tried to dry it. Actually, let me pause right here. And go ahead and say that, you know... Life hits you with a lot of things, but if you honestly think that nothing you do is going to come back and haunt you later, or rather the seeds you've sown, whether virtuous or evil, is not going to bear fruit in some way in the future, you're sadly mistaken. Sorry about that. Had to go take care of something. But we're back. Now, moving on from what I was telling you before. Like I said, don't worry. Geppetto forgives the boy for what he did wrong and builds him new feet, which is really more than Pinocchio deserves in the first place. You see, when Pinocchio first became alive and learned to walk, the first thing he did was run off. What's worse is that Pinocchio leads people to believe that Geppetto was abusing him which lands Geppetto squarely in prison in the first place. Now, you would think by this time Pinocchio would have learned to be a good, obedient little boy, 
but that's simply just not the case. The talk at Cricket returns as a ghost to tell Pinocchio not to get involved with some people who claim planting gold coins will result in a tree of gold. Rather than apologizing for throwing a hammer at the poor bug, Pinocchio scoffs at the advice once more, and then Pinocchio's decision to continue to ignore uh, the Cricket's result uh, resulted him uh, finding more grief in the way of being hanged by the very people who had told him about planting gold in the first place. Um, the line from the story actually goes something like this. And they ran after me and I ran and ran till at last they caught me, tied my neck with a rope and hung me to a tree saying tomorrow we'll come back for you and you'll be dead and your mouth will be open and we'll take the gold pieces that you have hidden under your tongue. Kind of dark, don't you think? The hanging scene was actually where the story was meant to end, Basically, Kaladi wanted to convey the message that children could face grave consequences for being disobedient. However, the editor of the paper requested that Kaladi continue writing, perhaps wishing for a bit more of a happier ever after himself. And that's where the blue fairy tale came in to, you know, the blue fairy came in to save the puppet in the first place. Originally, that wasn't part of the story, but Kaladi added it after being requested by the paper. In the additional chapters, however, Clodie made it so that Pinocchio learned his lesson and decided to take care of his father rather than spend his time playing and running amok. In the end, Talking Cricket had a chance at revenge, but didn't take it. And, you know, it goes a little bit like this. Father and son looked up to the ceiling and there was a beam sat the Talking Cricket. Oh my, dear Cricket, said Pinocchio, bowing politely. Oh, now you call me your dear cricket, but do you remember when you threw your hammer at me to kill me? You are right, dear cricket, throwing a hammer at me now. I deserve it, but spare my poor old father. I'm going to spare both the father and the son. I have only wanted to remind you of the trick you long ago played upon me to teach you that in this world of ours, we must be kind and courteous to others if we want to find kindness and courtesy in our own days of trouble. You are right, little cricket. You are more than right, and I shall remember the lesson you have taught me. Kind of ironic, don't you think? Considering the original story of this nature for Pinocchio isn't as actually forgiving as it ended up being. Now, think about it this way. We wouldn't have had a soft-spoken, really nice Disney version of this story had the editor of the paper not actually requested that he continue it and give it a happy ending. Because the original story, by far, is extremely dark. In its own right already. But... Keeping in with the roles that we have, that ends the very strange, but yet not so friendly Pinocchio that nobody ever knew. Well, that concludes this episode for this podcast revolving around the story of Pinocchio. Next time, we'll cover one of the two, I guess you can say, next darkest stories to be ever told. 
either it's going to be the story, the original story of Little Red Riding Hood, or the real tragedy behind Beauty and the Beast. I'll leave the choice up to you guys, the listeners. Tell me which one you would like to hear, and that's the one I'll go over next. Until then, though, this has been Thoughts If It Were You, Food for Thought, and my name is Neogentrix. Until the next time we meet, enjoy the rest of your day.